welcome to the Wide Awake International Podcast. This is a place where we share stories of bringing hope, love, and dignity to our friends with disabilities here in Ukraine. Kim here, again with Jed. Hi, everybody. My husband, if you don't know. <laughs> We're married. Um, and 20 years. We've been married for 20 years, y'all. Bang. We're getting old. Uh, we have been trying in earnest to be faithful to doing this Advent podcast. And the Russian Federation has stolen our electricity too many times. And every time we sit down to try to do it, there's no electricity, or there's no internet, or there's an air raid. There's rockets flying overhead. And so it's been a little tricky, but we are happy today to bring you an episode about the third and fourth themes of Advent, which are love and joy. So if you want to hear the first two, we did another episode about hope and and peace. peace. Yeah. And then today we're going to talk to you about love and joy because Christmas is almost upon us. We have been hit with a pestilence here (laughs) on the homestead. (laughs) So much sickness. So it's been a little tricky to get all, get into the Christmas spirit. Yeah. But that's what Advent is for. Yeah. Brings yeah. us back, reminds us what it's all about. Yeah. So I wanted to talk to you about love, and then Jed will talk to you some about joy. But I wanted to share with you just some thoughts about what we've learned about love uh, since we've lived here in Ukraine. You know, we... I, we talk about like how you throw the word love around all the time. Like, I love pizza. I love God. I love, I don't know, Survivor. <laughs> Jed yep. hates Survivor. But I'm wearing a Survivor t-shirt right now. And so that's just what came to mind. I guess I didn't really realize until we began this work in earnest how much my thoughts of love and my feelings of love really centered around myself. And we're actually, like, selfish. Because if you think about love, like, true love is unselfish. But my reasons for love or the depth of my love, uh, the temperature of my love, (laughs) (laughs) was more based on how it made me feel. Like, how this person makes me feel, what they can give to me. What they can do for me, how they how they make me feel, how they elevate my status, how they can reciprocate, and uh, you know, it's I didn't really realize that so much of my love was wrapped up in myself and the benefits that I got from love yeah. from loving other people, and you know, when we moved here and we started to go to Romanyev, I really started to love the boys there at the institution. Like, I really grew to love them. They're, like, dear to my heart. When they died, I would cry. If I couldn't go see them for a while, I would really miss them. Like, I felt love knowing, like, that they were children of God Mm -hmm. and that they had been cast aside for so many years and that no one, like, very few people in the world really loved them or knew them. And God gave us a love for those boys. Now... I thought then that I understood love. But then, like, it's one thing to go visit the boys in the institution, yeah. spend some time, give some uh, some hugs, and then go home. And it is in, it's a 100% different thing, 500% different thing, to then bring the boys into your home to uh, integrate them 
in as family members and to deal with all of the just stuff of human nature. Like they're human, just like I'm human. And them learning how to become humans after being treated like animals all of their lives is a very ugly process. There's a lot of beautiful moments in it. And I think we, we share a lot of those with you. But there's so many difficult moments. And it is scary and it's ugly and it's traumatizing. It's difficult for them and for us. And that's when you, that's when I really truly began to understand and I'm still learning. I'm not, trust me, I'm not always a loving person. But I'm learning what it really means to love. And and in my mind... Love is when you will do lay down your life and serve these boys and love them and not be stingy with your love, mm-hmm. no matter what they do for me or don't do for me, no matter if they reciprocate or don't reciprocate, mm-hmm. no matter if they ever will thank me or not. I mean... There's times when it's very, very, very easy to love our boys. Like, in general, I always love them. They're my boys. Like, I can't imagine if we didn't have them in our lives. But, like, there's moments when my love for them flows easily. Like, when they're happy, we're having a party, everyone's in a good mood, or Sasha's making great eye contact and just cuddling in, when Anton is singing, when, you know, Bimo wants to lean in for a kiss. I mean, there's so many times when it's just like, as you get to know them and all their little quirks, you just love them. Like, I love them. And then there's moments where, you know, they're aggressive or someone is purposefully pooping his pants just so that we have to clean it up. (laughs) Or... 3 a.m. 3 (laughs) a.m. Throwing stuff across the living room to wake us up. Yeah, Bimo wants his coffee, so he's begun to uh, wake up earlier and earlier and earlier and bang on the banister, so we'll come downstairs. And when that doesn't work, he starts throwing stuff. And in those moments, it's like the love doesn't flow quite so easily. Or, you know, just when the progress that we're making with them, when they when they just challenge us. Like the other last week, Yaroslav was challenging Lesia. So much, just doing all these things and then just like naughty things and then just looking at her like to see how she would respond. And in those moments, it's like, wow, like you, that love has to come from deep within. I mean, it has to come from the Lord, really. And she also needed a bit of a break, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John, uh, in John 15, verse 12, it says, Jesus said, My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, to, da- to lay down one's life for one's friends. And, you know, that's really what this work is. In order for our boys to live, we have to die to ourselves. And that's not something that we do just one time. It's something that we have to do over and over and over, choosing them over me time, choosing them and loving them, like no matter what they do or don't do. Yeah. And, you know, I don't, I just know that our boys lived for so many years without really anyone loving them. Yeah. Like they were thrown away by the fa- their families, the people who should have loved them. Yeah. And And they knew it. They knew it. They knew that they weren't loved. And you know, intellectually, they are lower functioning than you and I. They don't understand a lot 
about everyday things, but they understand when someone loves them. And they uh, know even among their people they know here in church or on our team, like they know who really, really loves them. They can sense it. Mm -hmm. And um, they'll never be able to tell us like, Oh, Kim and Jed, thank you so much for giving up your life in America and coming to Ukraine so that I didn't have to live in the institution. Like, they're never going to say that. And we're not looking for them to say that. We're not looking for anybody to say that. But it's just the point of, like, do we love them because of what they do for us? Or do we love them because God gave them to us? They're his children. They're made in his image just like you and I. Yeah. and, And no one should go through life without anyone to love them. Yeah. And I'm really grateful that we get to be those people. Yeah. And they do bring us a lot of joy. And I think as the years goes years go on, it's easier to love them. Yeah. Because it's just like once you just like keep dying to yourself, keep dying to yourself, keep dying to yourself, you just kinda get into a new mode of living. Yeah. <laughs> so but trust me, we're still really selfish, still working yeah. on that. But yeah, that's what love that's what I'm learning about love. Yeah. Um, so I guess my encouragement to you for this Advent season is, um, yeah, to think about who you love and who God is asking you to be love to, mm-hmm. regardless of what they can do for you or not do for you. Yeah. And just love them because everyone is deserving of love and maybe God put them in your life for for you to love. Yeah. Good word. <laughs> Thanks. So... I'm going to talk about joy, and uh, you know, early on before we even headed out, (laughs) is that how you say it? Moved. Before we moved our our (laughs) lives over here, we were in a really great situation. We had the perfect middle class life with all the things that you'd want and a great church community and a group of friends that we spent so much time with and uh, like it was such a great environment so fulfilling and um, you know you you serve others they serve you you love others they love you back and uh, it was just really wonderful you speak to people in English and they understand you oh yeah that's a nice one <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> we took that so for granted. Yeah. But um but early on we we understood God had promised that joy would follow this work. And you know, uh, something about Ukrainian culture is when you walk on the street, you're not going to see people smiling at you often. No, they won't be smiling at you. Uh they're looking for cracks on the sidewalk, you know, they're thinking about just the what it is to live life. They might be talking with a friend and smiling, but if they make eye contact with you, you're not going to see a smile. Um, they, they, they reserve those smiles for people they love and, uh, and for relationships, um, but they don't want to presume an emotion upon a complete stranger. Um, and so when they see Americans walking around... <laughs> In Ukraine, they can always tell they're Americans because they're like smiling and looking up, and they're like, "Your the teeth are so white, <laughs> yeah. and they're smiling so much." <laughs> Why are you smiling? And saying "excuse me" and "sorry" yeah. all the time. Yeah. I remember when our friend, one of our friends that spoke English, when we were in Kiev, 
when we first moved here. She was like, you guys have got to stop apologizing to people. It's so annoying. Yeah. <laughs> and now when people apologize, I get annoyed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but Joy was going to follow this work. And, um, and Joy isn't just about being giddy or happy or showing people a, a positive emotion or feeling a positive emotion in every situation. Um, you know, happiness is circumstantial, but joy is is deep fulfillment. Uh, and that's the sense that, that we have in this work, is this sense of fulfillment. We're exactly where we're supposed to be. And even though it's difficult and it's not all fun, and when you're thinking about nuclear fallout and how long you have based on how big an explosion is and how fast the wind is to how much time you have to cover the windows and bunker down and make sure you have all the supplies for all the homes. Um, that kind of planning and things like, don't spark joy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who is the spark joy person? Who I, is that? I think that's the um, organizing lady. Yeah. Well, you definitely organize for a nuclear fallout, um, but it's not something that sparks joy. Uh, but there is a sense of fulfillment when you know you're right where you're supposed to be. And I was talking with a friend the other day who, you know, rightly so is concerned about us being here um, in this time of war. But, man, like, I can't imagine being anywhere else because there's a sense of fulfillment, but there's also this just deep abiding peace that we have. Uh, even when things around us are not peaceful, we know where we're supposed to be. And there's that's the source of our joy. And we know that's from Christ because he gives us peace. He leads us in joy. He was an example of, you know, suffering uh, and and taking great joy in the people that he got to be with in the life that he lived here and inviting us into that life. And so um, knowing where we should be, it just gives us a deep sense of joy and knowing knowing that we're right in the middle of his will. Um, and so as you're in this season of Advent where we're expecting that one day there will be no more tears, there will be no more sadness, there will be no more war, um, are you able to find joy and recognize that that's God's kingdom breaking in? When when you can have a sense of fulfillment, that you're right in the middle of God's will, that you're right in the middle of what you're supposed to be doing, there's great joy in that. And that's a sign of his kingdom because one day there, there will be joy and there will be peace and there will be life. Um, and that gives us hope for the future. It uh, makes us fall more in love with Christ. It gives us a deep abiding sense of peace and we can walk in joy. So, um, yeah. You have any thoughts on joy before we wrap this up? No, I just find joy. Like, my, I find a lot of joy in this work just in the day to day. Like, yeah. just I, if I need a little bit of joy, I can just go over to one of our boys and mm. just, yeah, somebody will be in a really good mood and give me a really good hug. Yeah. But we had a Christmas party the other night. And all the boys were over, all the team was over, and we were eating, and we were giving out presents, and we just, uh, our friends from Hands of Hope, who've been great partners, 
Betsy is visiting, and she gave presents from the team of Hands of Hope out of Indiana. And uh, thank you guys for coming and sending all your love and and goodness to us. Um, but the boys were getting their presents too, and Anton had his new hat on. And a, a sweatshirt with the Ukrainian symbol on it. And he was like on his toes walking around the house with a huge smile, and then he just busts out singing the national anthem, <laughs> and then everybody busts out <laughs> singing with him. And it was such an amazing moment of joy that even when, you know, there's air raid sirens going off and there's so much that yeah. could say you shouldn't have joy, we just got to really have our, this beautiful moment. Our boys bring us a lot of joy. And also, like, we're all sitting around in a circle in our living room and Yaroslav is, like, trying on these builder um, glasses, like safety goggles, and he's just looking around, like, at this whole, like, crowd of adoring fans. Yeah. Just such a little show-off. But, like, he is in a room surrounded by people that love him yeah. and find joy in him and just, yeah. like, adore him, you know? Yeah. And I find a lot of joy just knowing that, like... If Deem Wide Awake, Deem Hidnosti didn't exist, that, like, our boys, like, they wouldn't have any kind of life. Yeah. And, like, we're here because God asked us to be here because he loves our boys so much yeah. that he's doing all of this yep. for them yep. so that they would live. And if that isn't a sign of how much he values their lives. Like, yeah. I don't know what is. Yeah. That he brought all of us here. He knew the war was going to happen. And, yeah, he just, he loves our boys so much that he transplanted all of us here. He assembled our whole, whole team so that Yaroslav could be loved and adored. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And that I, gives I just, us a lot of joy. It brings me a lot of joy to know that my life has purpose. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah just... Um, and it's, seeing that joy in them is like, man, it, it can take you through another hard day. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. that wraps up our Advent season. Yeah. I mean, Advent talk, talk series of talks. Yeah. And um, I hope you guys have a super Merry Christmas yeah. and a Happy New Year. Yeah. Enjoy time with your loved ones. And I hope that you can find joy in the small things. I yeah. hope that you can learn more what it is to love. Mm -hmm. Hope that your hearts have peace and that you are filled with hope for the next year. Yep. So we'll, we'll talk to you in 2023. 23. Peace out. Bye.